Unit 1. Knowledge of Capital Markets In this unit, you will be introduced to the securities industry regulatory bodies and their responsibilities, as well as an overview of different markets and how securities are registered in the United States to be offered for sale in those markets. The role of different types of broker-dealers and the underwriting process will unfold, showing how capital is initially raised. A number of factors can impact these markets, including both foreign and domestic policies. Here, our domestic fiscal and monetary policies, such as those enacted by our lawmakers and those taken in particular by the Federal Reserve Bank, or FRB, will be discussed. Finally, a look at how the cycles of prosperity and decline associated with all economies impact our capital markets will be examined. Objectives. When you have completed the unit, you should be able to define the roles of the regulatory agencies, differentiate between the different types of market participants, differentiate between market types, interpret factors impacting the securities market, identify the components of the business and economic cycles, relate actions taken by the Federal Reserve Board to the securities market, and identify characteristics of different types of securities offerings. Unit 1.1 Regulatory Entities, Agencies, and Market Participants Learning Objectives Define the roles of the regulatory agencies and differentiate between the different types of market participants. In this section, we will discuss the regulatory bodies who govern the securities industry, starting with the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC. 1.1.1 The Securities and Exchange Commission Created under the Securities Exchange Act of 1934, the Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, is the securities industry's primary regulatory body. Broker-dealers that transact securities business with customers or with other broker-dealers must apply and be approved for registration with the SEC. Additionally, the SEC regulates all exchanges and trading markets. Take note. Although a broker-dealer must register with the SEC, the broker-dealer may not claim that this registration in any way implies that the SEC has passed upon or approved the broker-dealer's financial standing, business, or conduct. Any such claim or statement is misrepresentation. 1.1.1.1 Broker-Dealer Registration and Compliance Broker-dealers must comply with SEC rules and regulations when conducting business. A broker-dealer that does not comply is subject to censure, limits on activities, functions, or operations, suspension of its registration or one of its associated persons licensed to do business, revocation of registration, or fine. 1.1.2 Self-Regulatory Organizations, or SROs Self-regulatory organizations, SROs, function under the SEC's oversight. Each SRO is accountable to the Commission for enforcing federal securities laws, as well as supervising securities practices within an assigned jurisdiction. The largest of these SROs and their jurisdictions follow. 1.1.2.1 FINRA 
Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or FINRA. FINRA regulates all matters related to investment banking, securities and underwriting, trading in the OTC market, trading in New York Stock Exchange-listed securities, and the conduct of FINRA member firms and associated persons. FINRA also regulates investment companies and limited partnership transactions. FINRA's purpose and objectives are to promote the investment banking and securities business, standardize principles and practices, promote high standards of commercial honor, and encourage the observance of federal and state securities laws, to provide a medium for communication among its members and between its members, the government and other agencies, to adopt, administer, and enforce rules designed to prevent fraudulent and manipulative practices, as well as to promote just and equitable principles of trade, and to promote self-discipline among members and investigate and resolve grievances between the public and members and between members. 1.1.2.2 Chicago Board Options Exchange, or CBOE The CBOE regulates all matters related to trading standardized options and related contracts listed on that exchange. 1.1.2.3 Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, or MSRB. The MSRB regulates all matters related to the underwriting and trading of state and municipal securities. The MSRB regulates but does not have enforcement powers. It depends on other SROs, for example FINRA, for the enforcement of its rules. In this light, it should be noted that it has no regulatory power over the municipalities who issue municipal securities. Example. The City of New Orleans is issuing municipal bonds. To do so, they are utilizing the services of several broker-dealers acting as underwriters, syndicate members, to sell the new bonds. It's important to recognize that the MSRB has no enforcement power regarding their municipal securities rules. Those rules will be enforced by FINRA. FINRA will ensure that the broker-dealers underwriting these new bonds abide by all securities rules and regulations, including those of the MSRB, regarding the sale of new securities to the public. 1.1.3 Other Regulators and Agencies In addition to those securities regulators noted in the previous section, there are federal and state regulatory agencies to be familiar with as well. 1.1.3.1 Department of the Treasury, IRS The U.S. Department of the Trust, USDT, is an executive department and the Treasury of the United States federal government. The department is administered by the Secretary of the Treasury, who is a member of the cabinet. One of the department's functions is to oversee the collection of taxes. The collection of taxes and enforcement of tax laws is a function of the Internal Revenue Service, or IRS, which is a bureau of the Department of the Treasury. 1.1.3.2 State Regulators FINRA recommends that you learn as much as possible about any investment professionals you work with or are considering. FINRA encourages investors to also consult their state securities regulator or associations such as the North American Securities Administrators Association 
NASAA. NASAA is a voluntary association whose members provide insight from their unique perspective to the SEC and SROs as they move forward in their rulemaking process. NASAA actively advocates pro-investor policies, provides investor education, and offers resources for the regulatory community and securities industry professionals. 1.1.3.3 The Federal Reserve The Federal Reserve Board, FRB, consists of 12 regional Federal Reserve Banks and hundreds of national and state banks that belong to the system. The FRB determines monetary policy and takes actions to implement its policies, including acting as an agent of the U.S. Treasury, regulating the U.S. money supply, setting reserve requirements for members, supervising the printing of currency, clearing fund transfers throughout the system, and examining members to ensure compliance with federal regulations. Because the FRB, through its actions, determines how much money is available for businesses and consumers to spend, its decisions are a critical aspect of the U.S. economy. 1.1.3.4 Securities Investor Protection Act and Corporation, SIPC The Securities Investor Protection Corporation, or SIPC, was created under the Securities Investor Protection Act of 1970. The corporation is a non-profit membership organization. SIPC members pay assessments into a general insurance fund that is used to meet customer claims in the event of a broker-dealer bankruptcy. Take note. All broker-dealers registered with the SEC must be SIPC members, except banks that deal exclusively in municipal securities, firms that deal exclusively in U.S. government securities, and firms that deal exclusively in redeemable investment company securities. If the SEC or any self-regulatory organization, or SRO, finds indications that a broker-dealer is in financial difficulty, SIPC will be notified immediately. If SIPC determines that the member has failed or is in immediate danger of failing, it may petition a federal court to take action by appointing a trustee to liquidate the firm and protect its customers. A customer can be broadly defined as anyone who has cash or securities in the possession of a broker-dealer. The court, upon receipt of SIPC's petition, will issue a protective decree if the broker-dealer is in fact insolvent and will then promptly appoint a trustee for the liquidation of the broker-dealer's business. Once a trustee has been appointed, the member firm is prohibited from engaging in business as a broker-dealer. It also is prohibited from attempting to conceal assets, file false statements, or alter securities records to defraud the trustee or SIPC. SIPC Coverage and Disclosures the basic coverage under SIPC is no more than $500,000 per separate customer, not per separate account. Of that $500,000 total, SIPC covers no more than $250,000 in cash. How an account is titled will determine if it represents a separate customer. 
Sample SIPC customer coverage limits. John Doe cash account, John Doe margin account. Counts as one customer, $500,000 in coverage. John and Mary Doe, a joint account, counts as one customer, $500,000 coverage. John Doe as custodian for Jane Doe, counts as one customer, $500,000 coverage. Take note, cash and margin accounts for the same customer are combined for the purposes of determining SIPC coverage. However, only the equity in a margin account is covered, not the full market value. If a broker-dealer fails, any customer with claims in excess of SIPC coverage limits becomes a general creditor of the broker-dealer for the uncovered amount. It should also be noted here that commodities and commodities futures contracts are not covered by SIPC, nor are futures contracts or losses related to currencies, because they are not considered securities. Regarding disclosures, broker-dealers must include their SIPC membership on all advertising, but may not imply that SIPC coverage is more than it actually is, or that its benefits are unique to only that broker-dealer. The term SIPC may not appear larger than the firm's own name. Also, all member firms must post a sign on its premises that indicates SIPC membership. In addition, SIPC members must provide written disclosure to customers that they may obtain information about SIPC, including the SIPC brochure, by contacting SIPC. This disclosure must be made to new customers at the time an account is opened and to all customers at least once each year thereafter. 1.1.3.5 Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC Created during the Great Depression of the 1930s in response to widespread bank failures and massive losses to bank customers, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, is an independent agency of the United States federal government that preserves public confidence in the banking system by insuring deposits. The funds for the agency are provided in the same way as the funds for a private insurance company. Premiums are paid by all participating institutions. In the event of the failure of a member financial institution, the FDIC may do any of several things. Usually, customer deposits and loans of the failed institution are sold to another institution, and in this way the depositors become customers of the new institution. The FDIC provides deposit insurance guaranteeing the safety of a depositor's accounts in member banks up to $250,000 for each deposit ownership category in each insured bank. Example. Mr. Jones has $200,000 deposited with an FDIC member bank. Mr. and Mrs. Jones have $450,000 deposited in a joint account at the same bank. Titled differently, each of these accounts is recognized as a separate account and each is entitled to FDIC insurance. If the bank were to fail, Mr. Jones' account would be covered in full and the joint account titled Mr. and Mrs. Jones would be covered up to the $250,000 maximum. The FDIC covers the traditional types of bank deposit accounts, including checking and savings accounts, money market deposit accounts, 
and certificates of deposit, or CDs, and self-directed IRA accounts. Investment products that are not deposits, such as mutual funds, annuities, life insurance policies, and stocks and bonds, are not covered by FDIC deposit insurance. 1.1.4. Market Participants and Their Roles In the following sections, we will briefly discuss the different market participants, their roles in securities industry, and how they may interact. 1.1.4.1 Investors An investor is someone who provides money or resources for an enterprise, such as a corporation, with the expectation of financial or other gain. Investors can be categorized in different ways. A retail investor is an individual who makes investments such as the purchase of securities for his or her own personal account rather than for an organization. An institutional investor is an entity that pools money to purchase securities and other investment assets. Institutional investors can include banks, insurance companies, pensions, hedge funds, and mutual funds. An accredited investor is defined as one who has a net worth of $1 million or more, not including net equity in a primary residence, or has had an annual income of $200,000 or more in each of the two most recent years, or $300,000 jointly with a spouse, and who has a reasonable expectation of reaching the same income level during the current year. Officers and directors of an issuer of securities are also considered accredited. 1.1.4.2 Broker-Dealers Each member firm broker-dealer operates under an individualized membership agreement with FINRA or other Self-Regulatory Organization, or SRO. The membership agreement explains what lines of business the broker-dealer undertakes. Some broker-dealers are referred to as full-service BDs, offering all types of investment products, such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, options, and many others, while some limit the products they offer to only a few. BDs can also incorporate proprietary trading, that is, to trade in the account of the BD, known as market-making, into their business model and there are some who only make markets choosing not to deal with or accommodate customer retail accounts. Carrying Firms Clearing A carrying firm carries customer accounts and accepts funds and securities from customers. Carrying and clearing firms typically rank among the larger broker-dealers. They have the capability to do trade executions, clear and settle transactions, take custody of customer funds and securities, and handle all back-office tasks, such as sending trade confirmations and statements. A firm carrying customer funds and securities clearly has a line of business that is inherently risky, and it is required to maintain levels of net capital higher than that of firms who do not accept custody of funds or securities. Take note. Carrying firms must segregate customer funds and securities held in their custody from the firm's capital and securities. Introducing firms, fully disclosed firms. A fully disclosed firm, or introducing BD, is one that introduces its customers to a clearing firm. 
The clearing firm holds funds and securities of the introducing firm's customers and performs related functions, such as sending confirmations and statements for its correspondent firms. Essentially, the clearing firm acts as the introducing firm's back office. Because the risk associated with holding customer funds and securities is not present, net capital requirements are lower for introducing BDs than they are for self-clearing or carrying BDs. Take note. An introducing firm may receive customer checks, but they must be made out to the clearing firm. Example. Firms, sometimes referred to as full-service firms, are carrying or clearing firms who clear their own transactions. Smaller regional BDs are typically introducing or fully disclosed firms who introduce their transactions to larger carrying firms in order to clear their transactions. In other words, firms like Merrill Lynch, in addition to clearing their own transactions, may accept transactions from other smaller fully disclosed firms, and in so doing are acting as the smaller firm's clearing firm. Prime Brokers To understand a prime broker's role, you must first understand what a prime account is. This type of account allows a customer, generally an institution, to select one member firm, the prime broker, to provide custody and other services, while other firms, called executing brokers, handle all trades placed by the customer. To open a prime brokerage account for a customer, a member, the prime broker, must sign an agreement with the customer spelling out the terms of the agreement, as well as names of all executing brokers the customer has contracted with. The prime broker will then enter into written agreements with each executing broker named by the customer. The customer receives trade confirmations and account statements from the prime broker, who facilitates the clearance and settlement of the securities transactions. Responsibility for compliance of certain trading rules rests with the executing brokers. The key advantage of a prime brokerage account is that it usually provides a client with the ability to trade with multiple brokerage houses while maintaining a centralized master account with all of the client's cash and securities. A prime brokerage account often includes a list of specialized services, such as securities lending, margin financing, trade processing, cash management, and operational support. Prime brokerage accounts are likely to be offered to a broker-dealer's more active trading clients, such as hedge funds, who may require a number of executing broker outlets to conduct their transactions, and who can benefit by having margin requirements that are netted across all of the prime broker's positions. 1.1.4.3 Investment Advisors Anyone who, as part of his or her business, gives investment advice for compensation must register as an investment advisor under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. Broker-dealers who provide advice for a fee are subject to registration under this Act. Agents of investment advisors must register and pass the Series 65 exam or Series 66 exam for representatives with a Series 7. Providing advice and not charging separately for it, that is, acting as a registered representative, does not require registration as an advisor. Example. 
A registered representative who is registered under the Securities Act of 1934 and has been charging commissions for transactions now wants to charge separately for investment advice regardless of whether a transaction takes place or not. In order to do so, even though already registered under the Act of 1934, the registered representative would now need to register under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940 by passing the appropriate exam, Series 65 or 66. 1.1.4.4 Municipal Advisors A municipal advisor is a person who provides advice to or on behalf of a municipal entity with respect to municipal products or the issuance of municipal securities, including advice with respect to the structure, timing, terms, and other similar matters concerning such financial products or issues, or undertakes a solicitation of a municipal entity. 1.1.4.5 Issuers and Underwriters An entity such as a corporation or municipality might offer or propose to offer its securities for sale to the investing public for the purpose of raising capital. These entities are known as issuers of securities. Underwriters are groups of broker-dealers or investment bankers that work with an issuer to bring its securities to the market and sell them to the investing public. 1.1.4.6 Traders and Market Makers Any entity, individual, or institution willing to accept the risk of holding a particular security in its own account to facilitate trading and provide liquidity in that security is known as a market maker or trader. Market makers generally stand ready to buy or sell, make markets, in securities with the ultimate goal of being profitable. 1.1.4.7 Custodians and Trustees An institution or a person responsible for making all investment, management, and distribution decisions in an account maintained in the best interest of another is known as a custodian. One example would be the custodian for the account of a minor. By contrast, a trustee is an institution or a person responsible for making all investment, management, and distribution decisions in an account maintained in the best interests of another who has been legally appointed to do so. An example would be the fiduciary appointed to manage assets in a trust. 1.1.4.8 Transfer Agents The transfer and registration of stock certificates are two distinct functions that by law cannot be performed by a single person or department operating within the same institution. Issuers typically use commercial banks and trust companies to handle these functions. The transfer agent for a corporation is responsible for ensuring that its securities are issued in the correct owner's name, canceling old and issuing new certificates, maintaining records of ownership, and handling problems relating to lost, stolen, or destroyed certificates. 1.1.4.9 Depositories and Clearing Corporations A clearing agency is an intermediary between the buy and sell sides of a transaction. The clearing agency receives and delivers payments and securities on behalf of both parties. Any organization that fulfills this function, including a securities depository, is considered a clearing agency.
Conceptually, this is similar to the way a bank clears checks between two parties. In addition to broker-dealers, commercial banks can act as clearing agencies and depositories, as well as corporations that are set up for the purpose of clearing securities transactions and taking custody of funds and securities. Among them are the National Securities Clearing Corporation, NSCC, and securities depositories such as the Depository Trust and Clearing Company, DTCC. DTCC is the world's largest securities depository. It provides custody services for virtually all securities except those subject to transfer or ownership restrictions, which are known as restricted securities. Take note, the Depository Trust and Clearing Company, DTCC, is a member of the Federal Reserve System, not in the retail banking business. One can't open a savings or checking account there. It exists to serve the custody needs of security industry participants, not only in the United States, but in more than 60 countries worldwide. Another is the Options Clearing Corporation, or OCC. OCC is the clearing agent for listed options contracts, that is, those listed for trading on U.S. options exchanges. Its primary functions are to standardize, guarantee the performance of, and issue option contracts. The OCC determines when new option contracts should be offered to the market on an underlying security. It designates the contract specifications, such as strike prices and expiration months, for new contracts utilizing standards to maintain uniformity and liquidity. Quick Quiz 1.A Learning Objectives Define the roles of the regulatory agencies and differentiate between the different types of market participants. 1. The federal regulatory body that governs the securities industry is the A. Financial Industry Regulatory Authority B. Securities and Exchange Commission C. The New York Stock Exchange D. Federal Reserve Board 2. A fully disclosed broker-dealer A. Self-clears the transactions of their customers B is known as a clearing agent, C, is like the depository trust company in that it can take custody of funds and securities, D, is an introducing firm clearing its transactions through a carrying firm. 3. An intermediary between the buy and sell sides of a transaction is known as a A, custodian, B, transfer agent, C, Clearing Agent D. Depository 4. For the Depository Trust and Clearing Company, or DTCC, all of the following are true except A. It is a member of the Federal Reserve System B. It acts as a retail bank servicing savings and checking accounts C. It serves for the purpose of providing custody of securities D. It is a worldwide clearing agent. 5. Your broker-dealer acts as a prime broker for an institutional account. In this arrangement, your broker-dealer is likely to be providing which of the following services? A. Execution of all transactions. B. Maintenance of a trading floor operation on an exchange. 
C. Ensuring that all exchange trading rules are complied with. D. Clearing and transaction settlement services for executing brokers. 6. An individual or institution willing to hold securities positions in its own proprietary account for the purpose of providing liquidity to the marketplace is a a. Market maker b. Broker c. Trustee d. Custodian 7. An entity, such as a corporation, wishing to offer securities for sale to the public for the purpose of raising capital is a. An underwriter b. An issuer c. A trustee d. A transfer agent 8. A nonprofit organization requiring members to pay assessments into a general insurance fund used to meet customer claims in the event of a broker-dealer bankruptcy is A. SEC B. DTCC C. FDIC D. SIPC 9. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, provides insurance guaranteeing the safety of a depositor's accounts in FDIC member banks for each deposit up to A. $150,000 B. $200,000 C. $250,000 D. $500,000 10. Determining monetary policy and taking actions to implement those policies is the responsibility of A. The Federal Reserve Board, or FRB B. The Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, or DTCC C. Internal Revenue Service, or IRS D. The Securities Investors Protection Corporation, or SIPC